So if I take a look at Dan Kelly's uh, Twitter thread, and uh, I, he has a long thread uh, dated the 20 seconds of yesterday, it starts, uh, he's addressing uh, Premier Ford. So he says, Premier, I know you have a lot on your plate, but the Ontario Small Business Support Grant has turned into a disaster. Here is what CFIB is hearing from the province's small business owners. You know the folks you've locked down? some for 300-plus days so far. And then he has a series of problems that uh, he's been hearing. First of all, let me welcome Dan Kelly of CFIB. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Well, um, this this you have had a continuing series of problems because, as you pointed out, 300 days. The one that you're focused on now is the fact that your membership, for the most part, has not received reimbursement for what they were expecting to keep their doors not open, closed, um, with with few exceptions, uh, for the second lockdown. Forget about the third lockdown that we're in now. Um, what are you asking from the Premier? What do you want, and uh, and where do we go? Well, look, Ontario was was the first one of the first provinces to use lockdowns, has used lockdowns more than any jurisdiction in Canada. In fact, any jurisdiction in North America. We've had the longest lockdowns in the continent here in the city of Toronto. And yet the province was one of the last provinces to, to come to the table with some support dollars for small businesses. The province has been incredibly tight and, and provided virtually no support through almost the entire pandemic to, to Ontario's small businesses, despite all of the ads that suggest otherwise. So they, they finally announced in December a, a, a decent small business support grant program. They then, under pressure when they shut us down a second, uh, second or third time, uh, they announced another round in the budget a month ago. But thousands of businesses have not qualified for even the first grant. Tens of thousands have told us that the second grant, which was supposed to be automatic, has not been delivered. And right now, other provinces are issuing a third round of one-time grants, and Ontario is nowhere to be found on that front. Well, it's clear you're not going over to visit your pal Doug Ford or anybody else at Queen's Park these days very much. So uh, you're you're obviously using media to appeal, and it started with Twitter. You're talking to us. I'm sure you're talking to many others. The point is that uh, you had a membership, and I use the, the term had very pointedly, uh, if we go back a year and a half, of some particular level. Have you got uh, any kind of idea on what of that level, percentage-wise, is actually left? You know, we've done projections on the small business population as, as a whole. We're expecting a further 180,000 business failures uh, across Canada uh, before the end of the pandemic. But if I look at what's happened to CFID members alone, we started out in the pandemic with 110,000 members across Canada, and that has now dropped to 95,000 members because when we go back to renew the membership of many of these companies, they're not there. They've disappeared. And, and I don't think that, you know, certainly people in their neighborhoods see that uh, the business is closed. But right now, most people don't know whether that's a temporary closure or a permanent closure. And right now, more and more business owners are making the decision to turn in their keys to say, I'm done. I have no bandwidth left. My house is about to be seized by the bank because I mortgaged it to get the business going in the first place. This is They've only got one thing going now. for them, Dan, and I'm... And I'm I'm not trying to be funny in saying this. If they mortgage the house to keep the business going, 
houses are selling for so much money. Maybe they'll get some money back and be able to restart the business. I, I really, I'm not. I haven't got my tongue in my cheek when I say that because we are seeing that. That seems to be the greatest business going: buying and selling houses. But seriously, as you drive the streets, you see an awful lot of for leases on the windows of businesses that were thriving a year ago, and um, and we have had. Uh, even the premier used the phrase the other day uh, in that ill-fated news conference. We are more locked down than any other jurisdiction in North America. I believe them. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. I mean, this is the thing that I, I think some are suggesting that they need to do more lockdowns, tighter lockdowns. I've been criticized for calling for ending lockdowns or, or at least, uh, or, or at least providing some uh, easing of the restrictions to allow small firms to eke out a bit of a living. But I've got to tell you, I'm not sure what's left to lock down in this province. We've been locking down and throwing away the key for thousands of business owners. If you can believe it, indoor restaurant dining in the city of Toronto has been locked down for over 310 days so far. Gyms, the same way. Uh, hair salons, nail salons have been locked down for 230, I believe. It's just nuts. Well, I've been. I've got to tell you, I've been moderately supportive at least at the inception stages, the first lockdown definitely, uh, and because I thought, well, it, it kind of makes sense. But if you look back at the experience, and there's there's reams and reams of experience now to be gleaned from places across the world. Indeed, one of them is here in Canada, and it is uh, the maritime provinces. Uh, but if you look at New Zealand, which is obviously an island, you could say it's an island. It's different. It's not different. It, they land airplanes too. And uh, if you if you put something into the uh, population, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, it's going to circulate. They obviously watched it there. Taiwan, I think they've had 12 cases since the inception of the entire thing. And Taiwan sits off the coast of China, where the whole thing initiated. How? And there are other countries, South Korea, for example, that did very well with this. And the the analysis seems to be that lockdowns, as practiced by us, just don't work. Uh, lockouts seem to work. That's what the Maritimes has done. They said, no, you're not coming in. Uh, it's that simple. And that's what New Zealand said. And that's what Taiwan said. And, uh, and it, it worked for them. And, uh, if you, as a matter of fact, as an example right now, Michigan, which is right next door to us, is in terrible trouble in the United States, which as a whole is not in such bad trouble. But next to them is Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is living a fairly normal life because they didn't do lockdowns and Michigan did. I'm not saying that we're like everybody else. I'm saying that if you keep doing the same thing and you keep getting the same result, why bother? We've got 4,500 cases today. We've been locked down for a week and a half. Um, it, it seems to me that the, the places where people have been able to go outside and enjoy the air, play some golf, play some tennis, and all the rest of it, and, and I'll point this out and underscore it. I started the show saying this, by the way. Let us go. A weekend like this would be ideal with the heaters going. Let us go to the patios and enjoy a meal with a friend who's sitting across from us, far enough away not to give us a problem, hopefully all with at least the one dose of, of uh, vaccine in them to give uh, them some protection. And let's move on, help your members, help ourselves, because people have, people have had it up to here. So it's not just you. No, and look, I'm not here as Canada's leading activist against the idea of business restrictions. Small business owners get that we're still dealing with a deadly pandemic. They they understand that they're that nobody's no, none of my members are calling for us to become Texas tomorrow. Well, what we're asking for is the ability to earn a bit of a living, safely earn a living by allowing small firms 
with a capacity restriction to, to, to at least serve a handful of customers. But, but you know, beyond that, if we are going to lock down businesses, if that's the pathway that the province, based on the advice of public health officials, feels like we absolutely need to do, then certainly we can all agree that for those business owners that are having the life kicked out of them by, by through the lockdowns, that we've got to provide them with financial support. And that's our message today to the province. If you're going to lock us down, you got to fund us, not just, you know, not just throw us a few bucks here, but there have been people that have been locked down for 300 days who have received a total of $10,000 from the province. That might have helped them through one month, but that's not going to have helped them through a, basically an entire year of lockdowns and restrictions. That's the piece where I think the province, the, the, you know, everybody can agree, those that are believing that we need longer or tighter lockdowns and those that feel like perhaps businesses should be allowed to earn a bit of an income on their own. But on behalf of your members, and I know you don't speak for everybody, but you uh, you speak for a large constituency, uh, the Premier has agreed to go ahead with paid sick days. That is going to impact your businesses in a significant way. As a matter of fact, uh, when I hang up with you uh, and, and take a little bit of a break, I'm going to bring on a small business owner who has been doing this on her own for a very long time without anybody poking her and saying you have to. What do you say about the fact that this is uh, an impending situation for small business once we're back in business? You know, it's a, it's a tough issue. In fact, I, on this one, I think we do agree with the Ford government that, that, that there was, at the very start of the pandemic, a decision made across Canada to add a new paid sick leave program under the federal EI system. Uh, that was requested by the BCNDP. Uh, the federal government agreed to it. The, the infrastructure was put in place. It's been criticized because the benefits are too slow. They're not, they're not immediate. And secondly, it may not be big enough to support fully somebody that has to take some time off. Our view is if we're going to, and employers supported that creation of that support during the pandemic to, to ensure that people who are sick or not, or, or potentially have COVID are not dragging themselves to work anyway. If that program's not working well, let's, fix that program, that federal program that is in place. Um, and this is where I do agree with the Ford government that that's the spot that this should be factored in. Now, having said that, it's pretty clear that the, the province is now going to move uh, at least to supplement the federal program. We've said to, to, uh, to the premier's office, to, uh, to the uh, officials, that our main priorities are two things. One, make sure that it is temporary. Do not design a new permanent entitlement program that we're going to have to pay for. Secondly, right now, small firms, my members, do not have a nickel to spend on additional benefits. Uh, and so if we're going to offer this to protect society, then that should be coming not from the employer, but from the government itself. Now, they might ask the, the, the employer to pay it up front, but the employer should be able to be quickly reimbursed for that money if we're going to make this work. Our third big request, though, is that this should be linked to rapid testing. It's a huge failure on the part of the province and the feds that we don't have wide-scale rapid testing in employment situations across the province. If we did, somebody tests positive for COVID on these rapid tests, they should immediately move to a paid sick leave. The employer could pay it up front. The employer gets reimbursed by the government, and I think we would knock down the case count. But that's not been, unfortunately, the system that has been built, and I think 
I think it's not too late for us to to put that together. Well, there you go. We we, we can both see the end is nigh. Sometime during the summer, we're going to get people vaccinated sufficiently to get the numbers down in Canada, uh, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get this thing figured out. And uh, then, boy, the fireworks are going to start because people like yourself, many others, are going to have a lot to say, and there'll be plenty to to uh, debate. Thanks so much, Dan. Anytime. All right, Dan Kelly, President and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, joining us to talk about various matters, uh, particularly reimbursement of what they're owed by the uh, government of the province of Ontario.